Episode 63 of the Press Pass Podcast presented by the Press Republican with Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio, Knight Editor Ben Rowe, I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca. Joe, how are you? Joey Bats, doing good. Ben, how are you? Joey, the fact that you can say Joe and Joey in the same sentence of that, like... I know. Them, it's impressive. We won't disclose that I had to do it a second time because I stumbled on my own name, no less. Nope, that didn't happen. Nope, didn't happen. I won't bring light to that. Honestly, though, Joey LaFranca, Joe LaTemplio, that's like the sad... My name is hard to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Too many L's. There was... On somebody, I had somebody try and pronounce my name two, long, day, long two days ago. It was like... Le, somebody said, like, LaFrancia. Le, and I'm like, where is, where is there an I? Like, there's no I in there. La Franca. Yeah, exactly. You just look at, you can say La Franca, La Franca, anything like that. I think people, I think sometimes people just say La Franca, like with a K almost. But Joe, your name is very visual. Like, it looks like it sounds. How do people mess it up? I, ex- exactly. Yeah. That's what I always what say. Do, what, do, what do people do when they... La like, Templeo. Yeah. La Temple. La Temple. Latula <laughs> Temple? Uh, Joe Latula. Latula. How do you get Latula? You got in Latula? Yes. Wow, that's wow, that's actually bizarre. So they basically they just give up midway through and just like kind of Latula. That's Latula. why we say Jolo. Yes. <laughs> it's simple. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not too hard though. It's and then I have everyone's asking me, Oh, you know, there's this Pete Rowe over here. Is he related? No, that's a row. What about this? No, that's a row. Pete Rose. How about Pete Rose? Yes, then yeah, the Rose. So how much? How many? How many times have you been called Rao instead of Ro? A lot of the doctors. A lot of the yeah. doctors. Yeah, and that Rao. makes sense. Yeah. Because I feel like the Rows are native. Again, my family came from New Hampshire back in the nineties, so we're the we're the transplants. <laughs> then the Rao clan. Makes sense though. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. But busy news week. But I think I think you wanted to talk about something else first or last. What do you want to do? Well, well, geez, now we teased it. <laughs> <laughs> why don't Actually, we do? Why don't we do new stuff first? We'll keep that a little secret. Yes, <laughs> let's do. Let's go ahead and do new stuff first. Yes. I yes. actually can I lead with some sports stuff since I have it right here and I brought it in on purpose. By all means. Okay. So, I got something important to say, Joey. But yes. No, go. I got one thing to say. So literally, <laughs> just today, right as we hopped in the recording studio, just before I should say, um, we found out that there were 11, 11 Joe. Girls soccer players named to the New York State All-State Girls Soccer Team Amazing. this year. As well as one head coach. Um, but congratulations to Sydney Myers of Saranac, who made the first team in Class B. Olivia Davis of Saranac, who made the second team in Class B. Hannah Myers of Peru made the fourth team. Leah Parker made the fifth team. And Kiera Reagan made the sixth team. In Class C, congratulations to state champion coach Lindsey Douglas for making coach of the year. And then Addie Stanley made first team. Lily Kaiser made first team. Jillian Bazio, Bazio, not Bezio or <laughs> Bezio or whatever it was down there, uh, made third team. Jenna Stanley made third team. And then in Class D, Jenna Ford made second team. And Ava McAuliffe made third team. So congratulations to all of them. I have to say, that's probably one of the largest state representations that Section 7 has had it's in quite impressive. some time. And Sydney Myers, first team. In Class B. That's rare. Yeah. If it ever happened. As a junior, no less. Yeah. So, yeah. congratulations to all of them. But and to think that this happened course. during the, you know, the... Resumption. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah, I know what you want to call this, the post-COVID season or whatever it is. But yeah, with all the craziness going around. Yeah. So this would still happen is, yes. Oh, no question about it. But I didn't mean to steal your thunder. What did you have for news? So more important that than that. That was pressing. More important than that yes. is the fact that tomorrow morning... 
the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade will be back. Yes. As normal. In person. Floating around. So, what are y'all's favorite Macy's balloons? Snoopy. Yeah, the Charlie Brown stuff. Charlie Brown. Cool. SpongeBob. Um, hmm. I like the marching bands. I always like the marching bands because they're so. I don't know. You always. You never root for anybody to fail, but it is always kind of funny when you can tell somebody's just totally out of sync with everything else. But no. those, those people practice so much. Yes. Props to them. Oh my God, Jim, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we practice this. Just people from Texas or something. You know that's pretty cool. But yeah, I would say I would say Snoopy, Charlie Brown, um, SpongeBob. They used. To, I don't know if they do it still, but they used to have like Scooby Doo. I like yeah. Scooby Doo. What about the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? <laughs> no, that just makes that just makes me think of Ghostbusters. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which for the longest time I thought, oh yeah, Stay Puft, and then wait, they just made that for the movie? Yeah. Never knew that before. What about you? Bill? I always liked the Sesame Street float. Ooh, because yeah. Because it starts out, you know, oh yeah, Sesame Street, that random singer, like, yeah. oh my God, Michael Bublé is coming out to perform on the so Sesame I, Street. So I have a fun little story about the Thanksgiving Day Parade. When I was little, and honestly still, pretty much this day, I'll be interested to see if it happens tomorrow as we're getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner. But when I was little and the Thanksgiving Parade would be on, I would be watching it, and my Mom would, uh, for every once in a while, she'd kind of come around the corner and, like, throw candy at me. And she's like, oh, look, you're at the parade. Aww, and, she would throw, and she'd throw candy at me. <laughs> uh, and then when Santa would come at the end, like, that's when, like, the big-time candy would come out. You know, some, t- some type of, like, big type of chocolate or something like that. And sometimes it wasn't even chocolate. Sometimes it was, like, just a little gift or something. And I was like, look, it's a Christmas, it's a Christmas uh, uh, preview, you know? Hey, that like type that. of thing. So little Lafranca tradition. So I know my mom will probably love hearing that on the podcast. Yeah, my dad, my dad was always like, "Stop doing that! It's ridiculous." <laughs> what is the? There was a movie about um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Is that one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's an old, old one. Uh-huh. And in one of the scenes, they're at the parade, and the Santa is getting drunk. <laughs> really? So drinking a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> so it's cold out here. Yeah, <laughs> it'll warm up. Fun Santa in the parade. Yeah. But no, but that'll be nice. Is that again last year? From what I recall, yeah, I don't think they did. Um, or they might have done like a virtual thing or something. But no, I don't think I, they didn't do a parade uh, last year, did I they? Yeah. I don't think so. Literally last nice have the bit. holiday season last year. Honestly, twenty like. 2020 was a blur for the most part. And they didn't do New Year's Eve celebration in Times Square, no. did they? No, yeah. no. Year's but they are doing that this year. So they are doing it. Oh, yes, geez. as far as I know. Oh. Yeah. And also is the fact that I saw a one news report that says going to be above average temperatures down there, which is nice because my mom would always say when she was watching, oh, it's so cold down there. Yeah. <laughs> like they stand in like 20 degree weather. <laughs> Although I things. don't think it's, it can't get that cold. It's never that it's cold. It's pretty there. cold. For I mean, parade? Yeah. Al Rooker used to say that it was Yeah, but those are chill. city folk. They're not yeah, used that's to, true. They're, not, <laughs> they're probably like it's 45, bro, oh, it's cold out here. Yeah. Oh, the wind as it's like going five miles an hour. Oh, it's cold, but. Yeah. 45, 45 in New York right, right now. now. Or tomorrow. That's, that's 50, shorts and t-shirt weather. Yeah, 54 on Thanksgiving. That would be fine. That's, yeah, exactly. I'd wear shorts to that, for sure. Well, you know speaking me. of people who are used to the cold weather. Yes. You know who's especially used to it? Who? Apple pickers. Yeah? Over in Peru. What are you, what are you, what are you getting at? <laughs> <laughs> Is this transition not going anywhere? Joe knows what I'm getting at. Oh, the... Um, 
60-hour overtime threshold. Yes. Yes. Well, this sounds <laughs> fascinating. I am Bumpy not, I'm, transitions. I'm, I'm not aware of any of this. <laughs> no, the, Sometimes, Ben, when you have those type of transitions, they're comical, so I like those. <laughs> there is what he's talking about is there is a move afoot at the state level to change the threshold for overtime pay for workers. Farm this workers. mostly has to do with farm workers, mm-hmm. um, where right now they can work... 60 hours a week and the the employer does not have to pay overtime. Mm -hmm. Anything over 60 hours they got to pay overtime. They want to change, lower that threshold to do regular 40 hours like everybody else. Yeah. I Um, was going to say 60 hours is a lot. It is, Mm -hmm. but when you're working in in agriculture, uh, days are long. Yeah. Um, And they rely on a lot of migrant workers that come here from a lot of them from Jamaica, other island nations. They come here for two, three months. They work intensely for pretty much every day. Yeah. Make a lot of money, send it all home to their family, and then they go home. And and I guess they can work while they're home, uh, but their main earnings is that short period of time here. Mm -hmm. So they need to get... Um, as much work in as they can in a short period of time. And a lot of the work they do, harvest-related, it's weather-related. So when you have good weather, you need to take advantage of it and work oh, long sure. hours. Yeah. It's been this way in agriculture for decades upon decades. Um, but some labor um, supporters are, think it's unfair and they want to change it. Farmers are deathly afraid of this because it would rise costs dramatically for them. If they have to pay all these guys overtime, um, and they're afraid that um, it would eventually cause prices to rise, right? So there's a big push to back off on that for now. That's crazy. Sixty hours. It's, Sixty it's hours. Really work interesting, weeks, though, yeah. yeah, because like you know, animals and crops, they they don't care if you hit your <laughs> overtime. No, no, no. You no, no, still no. have to keep milking the cows and picking the apples. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's 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 a different set of circumstances. That's an interesting storyline, though. It is, and it was interesting. Is I still remember the um, the um, worker who was at the press conference the care went to with all the officials, and how he said that he I come here to work. Yep, I want to work. Is that yes? That and it reminded me. Um, do you guys remember the old show Ice Road Truckers? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and how they didn't they worked like for what two or three months out of the year, but they worked like twenty four seven. And they made a boatload of money, and then they just went home. Take the rest of the year off. <laughs> let me, yes. let me, and let me say, well deserved, because damn, that job is crazy. Yes, and, and so and that's basically uh, the same thing. Is that these guys? They just want to come up, work their butts off for like a couple months, and then go home. And there you go. I made a bunch of money. So like the dangerous, deadliest catch. Yes. Yes. Those guys do. Yeah. <laughs> those uh, props to the people who are like. The, the you know the camera people on those shows too because yes. wow <laughs> that's that's a lot can you imagine getting that so like, yeah we're gonna put you on the uh, ice road trucker show <laughs> good luck that would better suck. than naked and afraid yeah <laughs> that's true you know what's, what's about the overtime for the naked and afraid people <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's actually a good point that is a very good point what an odd show that's that's crazy I never thought about that what an odd show for that to film. <laughs> Yes. What an odd show, period. Why yes. do they do that? Yes. Oh, you wow. have, they have to be naked? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, wow, you work in a TV show? That's so cool. What show is naked? <laughs> we televise nude people in the woods. <laughs> no way. No. That's like Survivor Extreme. It really is. Yeah. It is. It's, I don't know. 
extreme. Ex- not signing up quick. No, <laughs> no, I can't say I've ever watched that. To be honest, the Naked and Afraid. No, they had a episode with what Seth Rogen one time. Did they? I mean, I don't know what that makes it anymore. Feeling <laughs> 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 the watch. Oh, yeah. I, I would say no. I don't know either. <laughs> Who knows? He could appeal to some people. You never know. That's true. I would not sign up for that show. I, I, I don't. I don't think I would partake. No. No, I don't even care how much money it would be to be honest. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I don't like snakes to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Yes, that that would. Not, <laughs> yes, that would not be good. But all right, then why then, don't you move us on for this topic? <laughs> then what about Naked and Afraid with Andrew Cuomo? Well, uh, that's yeah. I mean, I, that was a transition. That that, that, that actually works. <laughs> no, no, thanks for that. Little, little little too accurate, but yeah. Because we got the report back from the assembly this week, and it was not good for the former governor. No, nope. quote uh, overwhelming evidence of misconduct. Pretty much mirrored the um, the earlier re- report um, from the AG's office, um, confirming what uh, many believe that um, he was guilty of. Um, so the governor is still on the hot seat. And not looking good for him. Although, you know, his spokesman put out a statement denying everything and saying everybody's being there wrong and it's a witch hunt. Uh, Well, in what reality was one report going to find really bad stuff and the next part was going to be, you know what, actually? All false, yeah. Yeah. Albany politics is a a cesspool and it has been forever. I think regardless, I think the thing is with all of that situation, it's going to drag out so long. You know, they're going to drag it out in court and... I can't imagine there's going to be any type of conclusion anytime soon, um, unless it just gets so like obvious that they know that they can. Because you know Cuomo's people are going to fight for him. There's oh, no yeah. question about it. And he's got money up the wazoo to be able to do so. Yeah, I mean, and that, that was one of the big uh, contentions was that he, he used uh, state staffers to help him write his book that he got a deal for $5.2 yes. million dollars for. That's actually one of my favorite details in... Um our story about that is the fact that one senior state official sent and received a thousand emails about the book, and I just like thinking of the staffer sitting at their desk and you get an email regarding the book. Uh, <laughs> another, what about the book? Uh, why do you have to work on the book? Exactly. A thousand emails? It's a lot. <laughs> Although now that I think about it, with all the spam that we get in our emails, a thousand emails isn't necessarily even that crazy. But Probably a day and a half for me. That's <laughs> true. You get a thousand emails a day. Yeah, well, I get it, six, between six and seven hundred. Yeah, that's yes. that seems. I was going to say. Yeah, I mean that seems about right. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy though. It is. It is. But it's New York State government. Nothing uh, seems to surprise us. No, I don't think so. By the way, as Ben's looking up the next thing, I have to say I ran my truck through the car wash today, and I was thinking about it afterward. I wasn't thinking because I'm not in the mindset of it being really cold yet. But I really probably shouldn't have done that today. It was probably a little too cold to actually do that. Freeze the latches. Yeah. When I had my Ford. Well, it's not that cold. No, it's not that cold. But I do remember when I had my old Ford Explorer. I washed, I like ran it through the car wash, and then like that night, it must have gotten down to like five or six degrees at the most. Come on, this And oh no, I went out that night just to try and get something out, and it was, lo- <laughs> I, oh, it was closed. So, 
got a couple well you gotta be really careful with this but i got like a pot of hot water and like oh, at least geez. like unfroze the door handle aspect of it and that worked but then it just freezes again and yeah. i remember my i remember my dad and my mom even both of them were like what, what were you thinking and i was like i just wanted to wash the car <laughs> <laughs> don't wash your car in the winter i never wash my car let the rain do it. <laughs> That's not. Let God wash my car. <laughs> yeah. Let nature take care of it. I just don't want things to rust. You know, get the salt off. Get the yeah, gu- get the gunk rust. off. It's fine. One yeah. of the earliest stories I remember mom telling me was a cautionary tale of the fact that my uncle one time took a, a pot of boiling water to unfreeze the windshield. Yeah, it probably cracked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have it's you ever like, done the fu- have you ever done the fun thing where it's like super cold? You get boil like it has to be boiling water, and you toss it up in the air, and it instantly goes into like it's just cool. smoke. Yeah, it's really <laughs> no, cool. because I do that, and then it wouldn't freeze. <laughs> no, no, no. It, you gotta make sure it's like zero at least. But yeah, if you do, also Joe, you know what's also cool? You put food coloring in it. Yeah, and then it's like actually like lit up, and Sparkle. it's pretty cool. Yes, hey. exactly. You can use a, a hair dryer to unthaw your. Yes. Yeah. Guess if what? I was guess what? Dryer. I was out there like doing that for like thirty minutes, and it just like nothing, nothing worked. There were extension cords involved. And <laughs> I'm sure. It was yeah, because the car was at the end of the driveway. Oh, a blowtorch. Yes, yeah, so it was. Yeah. <laughs> Put a mask on, like I'm just welding. Yeah, so that's interesting. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in history somebody tried that. Oh, probably. Probably. What else you got, Ben? The other, the other big thing to mention is the fact that with Thanksgiving, we kind of jumped around from that. Um, be safe, you know. Um, it's the last year, come December, January, we saw a spike of virus cases. There's more vaccinations now, but, you know, just again... Um, Use your best judgment. Yeah. If you, if you know you're going mingling, I as we've heard is you know um, a lot of places you know that traditionally like um, the MHAB center they usually hold a sit-in dinner for um Thanksgiving and they're not doing that they're doing takeout and so people are still being careful not to gather in too big of groups. Feel free to mingle, but mingle safely with COVID well, protocols and in they, mind. And they recommend within your own pod, yeah, uh, so to speak, yeah. Uh, you know, your own family, your yes. own people that you're close to. Or this pod. This this pod here. <laughs> yes. Um, this pod cohort. promotes safe Thanksgivings. Uh, or cohorts, I guess they yes. also refer to them. Um, no, it makes sense. Just, you know, do it with the people you're obviously most associated with to begin with. Yeah. You know, don't reach out too much. We actually prepared a whole Thanksgiving meal right for this podcast. Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of COVID and everything, it was great to see. It's great to actually see the um, the little kiddos getting vaccinations and stuff now. I know there were some stuff yep. at Stafford Middle School and the Ted K Center. Yep. And that's great to see. You know, yep. that's another, like we've always talked about, another step in the right direction. Um, and hopefully it continues to go that way. It's been interesting. I mean, when vaccines first came out, it seemed like, you know, obviously there was a big rush. Everybody who wanted the vaccine mm-hmm. did what they could to get it. And, you know, the numbers jumped up quickly. Then it slowed down, and then we got into this anti-vax yeah. whole thing. And it seems like that stalled it. But then I'm thinking, I'm hoping that when people saw that Oh, 95% of the people that are getting sick and dying are not vaccinated. Yeah. I'm hoping that that changed a lot of minds. Yeah. And we've been able to cut into the anti-vax crowd. I would hope have so. more of them get vaccinated. It's going really slow, though. I'd like to see it pick up. And eventually, maybe we can get out of this thing. Mm-hmm. If 
Well, yeah, and it's been encouraging to see. Um, I know there were early reports that said, you know, parents were a little hesitant, but they're getting like 100, 200 kids at these clinics, so that must be well, taking a decent yeah, chunk Yeah, absolutely. Out of it. Here we are, end of November. Um, and so we have December, January, February. So we really have like three months to go before we hit the two year mark. And we're going to hit the two year oh, mark of COVID. <laughs> we're yeah. still going to be in this. Yeah. Um, so that's that's um, kind of hard to think about, but hopefully by the time we reach the two year mark, yeah, th- it's a, a bigger steady, debt. Yeah, steady decline. You believe that? Two no, I years. can't because like to think that that's consumed two years of everyone's lives is just insane. And, like, and well, what was the, the flu a hundred years ago? That was Spanish two or three years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you would think with all the modern technology now, we should have nipped this in the bud a lot quicker. Two years since, what's his name, licked all the NBA microphones. Oh, Rudy Gobert. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unbelievable. That. By the way, he had, Rudy Gobert, he put up like a triple, uh, no, was it triple-double? Oh, no. He put up a near triple-double the other night with blocks included. 23 mm-hmm. points, like... 15 boards, 5 blocks, something like that. Insane. Well, he's seven foot six. Well, yes, that does help <laughs> matters, but nope. still. Doesn't matter. He's still my COVID villain. That and Tom Hanks marked like the beginning of COVID from me. That's yes. right. <laughs> In Australia. Yes. Yep. That, that same night. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Not Rudy Gobert, more like Rude Gobert. Yeah. So, <laughs> so hopefully two years and then we can finish this because I can't imagine a third year finish this no and I really I I do think to a certain extent that pretty much right now as we're speaking right through up to like mid-January that's gonna whatever happens in that time frame is gonna tell us a lot about the direction that things are gonna be headed I think well yeah I mean with the holidays spikes with the holidays so after Thanksgiving after tomorrow and then after Christmas, we'll, I, the numbers are probably going to go up. Oh, yeah. So we'll have to see how bad. Hopefully yeah. it's not too bad. Oh, absolutely. But yes, but one of my favorite Joey LaFranca memories is putting the headline in the paper. What was it? that um, the Section 7 athletic events to be held with no restrictions. Yes. And, and then, then I literally came over and night. said, by tomorrow. This, this is not. Change. I literally. St- I told Ben by tomorrow, none of this is going to mean anything, and the next yeah, day, next none morning. of it. None of it meant a thing. Literally, there was the next morning. I didn't even. I didn't even have time to get into work before the whole narrative of everything changed. Yeah, we Which saw is, a lot of that. Day to day changes. Talk about the weirdness of bureaucracy, where the night before they put out a hundred percent press release. No, this is going to happen. Yes. And then the next day, oh, actually, no. Yeah. I remember <laughs> reaching out to Robert Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, and he um, he said, he's like, yeah, no, we're going to be able to hold all the sporting events. We shouldn't have any problems. Obviously, we're monitoring the situation, and I'm just like, okay. And, you know, I put a story out about that, and, and bam. I don't know if that was I, – I, I would have to think I was probably one of the first not, – probably not the first, but definitely probably one of the first people to start the probably interview onslaught that he received because eventually he just became a guy who put out statements. Yes. <laughs> he put, like, there's too I, much to say. That guy never – he never could have thought that he was going to be in that role by that time because, man, oh, man, he got pounded by sports reporters. Yes. Of everyone who fell into their roles right as COVID hit, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, and then he and his department was were being totally handled by Albany. So yeah, so it, his, it wasn't like, yeah, and that's the his thing, His hands too. tied as to what he could and couldn't say. Well, and I think that, and, and, and that. And decide. They didn't even make the decisions. 
And this is the first time that my this, opinion. This is the first time that Nisfa has actually like had to deal with COVID in a sense because before it was they laid out the guidelines, but it was up to the sections to really figure out what to do. But now that they're running state playoffs again, they had to actually figure it out. So this is their first go around with really having sporting events that they're in charge of in terms of COVID protocols. So that was kind of interesting to to see. Yeah. Do you think COVID has improved the state sports departments meaningfully? Shall we? Um, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Not 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 much. Um they smoothed over their communications and now I I think ultimately do I think that it's made them more conscientious of how they operate? Yes. Um but I think there's a lot of things that still need to be worked out. I think the biggest the biggest difficulty was the sections were always kind of left to do their own thing and I think they needed more assistance. More direction. And I think that's where the biggest discrepancy was. And I would have liked to have seen NISFA do a little bit more. The problem is their answer to it, and I can understand it, would have been, well, what else could we have done? I just, I don't know. It's one of those things because there's multiple sections in the state. It's tough. Well, and, and I think a good example of that would be like last, I think it was last fall. Yeah. When they were deciding, trying to decide what sports could go forward. All high risk and low risk and moderate and risk. And also... Um, like the spring two schedule, um, oh, they can play football in March. Yeah, yeah, Long Island maybe. Yeah, but not in. That was a mess. Oddly enough, they were able to pull it off because the weather wasn't as bad as what people right. thought. But because I remember doing an interview with Eric Bennett, the football, the Saranac Lake football coach yeah. and football coordinator, he was like, "It's not going to happen." He literally said, "He's like, yeah, March first there's snow." Yeah, especially up at Saranac Lake. Right. I mean, April first there's snow up there. Usually. Yeah. You know, so that that's always tough, but. But speaking of which, yeah. I have heard that we've been having discussions about how, you know, I don't know for better for us, but how the recent sports season went off without too many. Yeah, coaches. and there's gonna, we're going to have an editorial about that on Saturday. Is that right? Yes. Um, so that means I have a little bit of time to write it. That's good. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be talking about... Oh, you have till tomorrow. Right? Yes, I have till tomorrow to write it. Um, I think the, the thing that is really important to think about when it comes to sports, local sports, high school sports, everybody needs to take a second and actually think about what was accomplished during this fall season and rel- really how most of the whole season went off without too many hitches. Um, and I think everybody from the players to coaches to administrators to parents to everybody involved in the local sports scenes needs to give themselves a bit of a pat on the back and also be proud of what was accomplished this year because, at least in the fall, because they pulled off the season about as normal as it could have been given the circumstances. Pretty you know, much. I know the indoor events, whether it be gymnastics or volleyball or swim, you know, they still had to wear masks, and that was probably very annoying for them. But the outdoor sports pretty much operated like normal. You know, we maybe didn't see handshake lines as much. But I think the main thing, and this is what we were talking about all the time leading up to this fall and before I end, was like, you know, you got to have sports. It's got to be an outlet for these kids, this and that. And that's all really true. And here we were this fall, and they were able to do that. And these kids got to play the sports that they love, and they got to work with their teammates, and they got to have a relatively normal season. So I just think it's really impressive, and I think people, you know, were – to a certain extent, everybody's like already so in the groove of sports. It's important to take a step back for a second and say, like, wow, we did it. You know, we got through a season. Obviously, more work to be done, 
But at the same time, you know, especially as we get into the winter, because I think the winter season might be a little bit different. Um, but ultimately, I think the, the fall, everybody involved in fall sports seasons should be very proud of themselves. Yes. Um, all these sports stories, issues, um, uh, interests that have been going on. Um, it's always been great and, and comforting to know that we had Joey LaFranca to navigate these issues for our readers sure. um, and do some really good reporting and uh, cover the sports beat um, in all aspects um, day in, day out. Sadly, that's coming to an end. Wow. Uh, after tomorrow. Yeah. Joey's moving on to uh, another career path, and we wish him nothing but the best, but we will miss him here greatly. Um, he's had a big impact on our readership, um, on our staff, um, last five years or so, and um, did the job uh, with tremendous amount of passion and interest, and uh, re- like I said, really helped our readers, uh, gave them a lot of good stuff to digest, and uh, we're gonna have to, we're gonna miss you, and we're gonna have to figure out a way to move on. Yeah, and um, I, I have to say that. These five years of spend, really the two years of being sports editor, feel like about 20 years, um, have been awesome. Um, and they've been some of the, some, it's been literally, I mean, this was my first like legitimate job other than working on a golf course, basically. So, you know, this was my first real world experience. I was hired here um, before graduating college, um, I remember walking into Lois Claremont's office and, uh, asking if I could do an internship and she said, yep. And, uh, then that quickly evolved into doing a little bit of freelancing and then joining the sports department full time. And that went on for a couple of years after 2016. And then I rolled into the sports editor position and we kind of went from there. Um, and man, oh man has been a whirlwind, um, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but I'm definitely excited for, my new opportunity um, coming up where I'm going to be working as the communications and publications manager at Champlain Valley Educational Services. Um, I'm very excited to be able to work with them and as they refer to themselves as a family of professionals, um, it's just like here at the Press Republican, and I'm very excited to join their team um, and, and do some work over there. Um, some of my work, as we talk about um, sports-related stuff, some of my work will actually be involving Section 7. Um, so I will still be involved in the local sports scene and I will still obviously be helping out here from time to time as we, you know, we've, we have all had discussions here and I said that I, I would love to continue to, to help out and be a part of the press Republican team as well. And I, I am very appreciative that you guys want to still have me here in, 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 not only in spirit, but in, in person. So that's always fun. And I just keep Joe and Ben, you know, specifically, I can't thank you enough and, as we're on this podcast too, you know, this is like, this is my child, you know, so it's, it's, I'm super, uh, super sad in a sense to be doing, you know, like the last like podcast where I'm hosting and stuff like that. But, um, this is just one example of so many things that I think, you know, I've had the pleasure of growing or either growing, starting, evolving, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, uh, it's it would not none of this would have been possible if it weren't for the good people that we I work with here. So I really appreciate that, and um, it's I'm I'm gonna miss you guys for sure. And you can still see Joey every Tuesday at nine o'clock on Naked and Afraid <laughs> on Discovery Channel. I will not be on Naked and Afraid, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like no, I say, and, and 
I just want to say, in addition to all your, your, your sports coverage, I mean, you did other things, too. I mean, I remember uh, you, you helping out a ton with the uh, graduation tab we did Grad for tab. the high school seniors. Oh, my God, yes. uh, <laughs> I don't think we would have gotten through that without your help. <laughs> and, and the Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah. You were there front and center. Yeah, helping, that's us, <laughs> helping us cover. <laughs> I forgot about Running. that actually. Um, <laughs> so there's like a lot of memories. I actually forgot about that completely because I've been thinking like so sports oriented. But yeah, that was the thing that was the pandemic. You know, when sports went away, I kind of like just, everybody had to shift. I just mm-hmm. kind of started doing a bunch of different stuff, and yeah, yeah I mean, I kind of became like a little bit more of like a news writer slash news photographer slash paginator more and I mean I was paginating sports stuff but I just I pretty much did whatever you know and that was fun but I was glad to, I was definitely glad to get back to the sports right. stuff eventually because that's my you know that's my forte but yeah the Black Lives Matter rally man I forgot about that actually um we asked him Mackenzie Delisle Mackenzie um where's Joey oh I saw him running that way yes <laughs> no there isn't there don't you have a video no you have I a video do. yeah <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell that story? Because you can tell it better than I it can. Was, everybody had marched down to the city police station, <laughs> and there was a big crowd. Uh-huh. And they, um, in honor of George Floyd, everybody was kneeling for eight minutes mm-hmm. and 50 seconds or whatever mm-hmm. it was yeah. in silence. So I'm videoing it, and all of a sudden there's Joey walking right across my shot. <laughs> I was trying to get a good shot. That's all I was trying to do. Yeah. No, but that's that I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because that actually allows me to talk about something else was like the press republican allowed me so many opportunities to basically so much creative freedom and allowed me to pretty much and and you know, obviously Joe and Ben and everybody here, anybody who's kind of been my my quote unquote supervisor you know, you've allowed me to have the creative freedom to, to pretty much do what I want. And, you know, if I have any issues, you know, I would obviously come to you guys. But you allowed me the creative freedom to kind of steer my own ship. And that was really exciting because I, I you know, I, I would like to think that I, I flourished in a lot of examples. But um, whether it be, you know, especially like once, once, uh, once I took over as sports editor, I kind of like, you know, made it my own. Um, then COVID hit just as we were starting to get a groove. <laughs> and you know but hey that was the magical birth of sports food madness and all the other brackets that i did the thanksgiving bracket i was thinking about that today actually um the, the pr th- poll thanksgiving bracket the pr poll uh sports photo flashbacks you know me just looking <laughs> through film all the, all the time like that was always fun and and then obviously we got back to normal sports but there will be a um, a nice little uh, goodbye column in, in tomorrow's paper. We're recording this on Wednesday. There will be a nice little goodbye column that I put together um, in tomorrow's paper. So I hope everybody can enjoy that. It's accompanied by it's accompanied by a ton of photos that I've also taken. They're little teeny photos, so you can see just how much was going on. And that was also something that was kind of cool as well. Was you know out of necessity. I had to kind of get into photography more than I ever had been before, but now photography is one of my favorite things that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they, I always said, the people told me about it with golf. When I got into golf, they're like, "Oh, Joey, that's something you can do for the rest of your life." And photography is kind of like that too. Doesn't matter how old you get, doesn't matter what you're doing, you can always have a camera and you can always take photos. So, and the photo stuff was cool because it allowed me to kind of like connect with you know student athletes more, coaches more, and and people people love people love seeing photos of themselves. So. 
That's Reader, always fun. Readers can be assured that if the moon looks interesting at a particular night, Joey LaFranca is running yes. out the door to get. And I'm still photos. and and we we need to somehow make sure for to to get that moon photo that you saw in the paper at some oh, point. Right, I don't know yes. what context we could get that in for, yes. but we need to get it in at some point. That the Joey LaFranca coming to me off saying the moon is in a penumbral circumstance <laughs> tonight. Like, I come okay. back like Ben, the, the moon is a waxing crescent tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always fun, but no once. Don't again, forget really. our pizza nights. Oh my god, yes. pizza nights. Monopole pizza. It started with Domino's. Yeah, special it ones. It it special. The first one was yes. a meatball then. supreme, just absolute wreck your stomach pizza right there. Yes. Um, and then Monopole, yes. And then Monopole and then wings and all that stuff. No, I, I the the memories that I'll have here for like and that's what my the title of my column says. It's like, you know, Time for a new chapter, but the PR memories last uh, forever. You know, it's it's creator freedom. We allowed to bring in your matchbox cars into this conference room. Oh, oh my yeah. god, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, well, yeah, and we had our little Super Bowl competitions yes. and stuff like that. That was all really fun. But yeah, no, it was all pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was thinking about that. that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah were, that was we pre-COVID. <laughs> yes, we had we had the matchbox cars. Oh, we did like the picture with flag with a paper football. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, I remember I that. that. <laughs> what was the one? Where was the? Which one was the one where you were like up on the table? That was the matchbox. Cars. That was the yes. matchbox. Cars. I was laying across the conference room table to get a good low angle. <laughs> what, a, what an cars. image! What an image! <laughs> but yeah, I I don't want to take too much more time because you know I just uh, you know you can read the column and but like I said though I'll still be around. I'm not. It's not like I'm leaving the area or anything like that. But you know I'm definitely super excited to um, you know have a have a new chapter to kind of work on in my life. But at the same time the the chapter that I'm kind of finishing up here is definitely one of the uh the will go down as one of the best chapters in the joey biography or whatever you want to call it and i guess not that now i was going to ask earlier but as you were saying is you know people will still see you on the sidelines at games yeah for sure, you know oh for sure for absolutely. one reason or another so. yeah and you'll still see me uh, you know some people run into me when i'm coaching my seat in catholic mod squad basketball team as well so you know that'll be fun i think actually next friday and this is this is something that I never would have been able to do in the past five years. I think I'm just going to be going down with the Seton Varsity team. I'm going to go down to uh, to Bolton, and uh, you know I'll be coaching down there with with uh, good old Larry Converse. Shout out to Larry, one of my one of my favorite guys. And also too, I have to say before, I, I wish we could have gotten him on a pod, and he never would he, he never would be willing to come in, even though he's literally <laughs> in the office right now. Shout out to John Coyer, and uh, I know he's been mentioned on the pod before, and I'm sure if, De- if his wife Debbie listens to this, you know, she's probably going to want to turn it off, but John is so, John was so instrumental in everything that I was able to do, um, his knowledge, the experience that he has had for so long, um, you know, whether it was just coming in to do some staff reports or just coming in to do some stories or anything, I mean, John was... He's a legend. He is a legend. Yes, he is. And he'll say that himself sometimes. Yes, he, is. he says he's a legend after he figures out how to open a Word document, though. He'll say that. And he's like, I'm a. My favorite, John Coyer, my favorite John Coyer thing is when he'll like figure out how to open up a Word document and save it on his own, and then he'll go, I'm a genius. <laughs> so that's always fun. But I mean, ultimately, one of the things that I have to say that I'm most sad about, Ben, is like when all of our, you know, our COVID times. And now I'm not going to be able to see you like late at night all the time. Like that's going to be that's going to be that's going to be very disappointing. As I've said, you know, is that 
in the year 2095, <laughs> when we're in the nursing home, oh, yeah, COVID, I spent four months with Joey LaFranca. <laughs> <laughs> And every once, while, I saw. <laughs> every once in a while, every once in a while, Joel and Duffy will come in oh, with yeah, pizza. Yeah, Joel bringing pizza. <laughs> Boys, how we doing? Here's some pizza. That's it. But yeah, no, I, I thank thank you again, guys. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. No. Take care of the podcast. Yeah. And I hope I can come on every now and then and pop in and say hi because I, I, think lo- I, I think I would I love can, to do that. I think I can fall for pretty good. Welcome to the Press Pass podcast, brought to you by the Press Republican. Yeah. Yeah. But I, 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 I once when again, one door closes. Another opens. That's right. Yay. Absolutely. But this door's not closing all the way. You're nope. still you're still gonna have to deal with me. <laughs> so I hope you can put up with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also too, I wanted to say uh, the sports department is in very good hands moving forward. Um, More yeah, news ben, on that soon. Yes. There. The, ben Watson will be actually. Can I say it? <laughs> ben Watson. Well, now will, you said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, yeah. Ben, ben Wa- Watson's looking to yes. Yes. Ben, Wa- ben Watson. We have some options. Ben yes. Watson will be definitely taking a role, and uh, there will be somebody else kind of stepping in. So, I, why can't I say it? Yeah. Are we teasing it? Okay. Um, Joe's giving me the Ben hint. Watson. You know, um, what's the sports guy? Vince Lombardi. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that sucks for sports. He's a sports no, guy, but just right? know that the sports department is in very good hands moving forward, and I have the utmost confidence in them. So. Have faith in that, and have faith in everybody at the Press Republican, because everybody does a great job here. Yep. Um, like I said, I'd be sorry to see you go, but uh, we wish you all the no, best. I appreciate and, it. Uh, um, we'll be in touch. Are we going to have pizza tonight? Tonight? <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm on Thanksgiving. I love it. I love it. But hey, you can listen to this podcast on PressRepublican.com, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can also find it on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. And if you can't find it anywhere else, don't let me know now. Let Ben Rowe know. Yeah. And uh, well, he can figure it out for you. But once again, though, uh, thank you to everybody. And uh, this was great. 63 episodes, and we, we did it for... Wow. Shovel, you couldn't have held out six more episodes. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Six more episodes, and that would have been, that's the episode that we've been waiting for. But anyways, though, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, Joe, why don't you go ahead and sign us off? Thanks, everybody, for your support and for listening. And thank you, Joey, for all your efforts. And we wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and a little week's side help. <laughs> <laughs>